your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Avalanche fans? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And on today's episode, we'll be discussing that roller coaster ride of a game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Avalanche losing overtime five to four. And it was a back and forth between, yeah, we got two points pretty much in the bag to, I can't believe we lost two points to, well, at least we got one. Uh, it was just all over the map and it shouldn't have went that way because for most of this game, I say most of this game for two periods, the abs were in control. They controlled the pace of this game and then everything just went South. So, uh, we'll kind of discuss it and where do we go from here? So first things first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day as always. And check out the show on social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, go to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com and subscribe to the show's YouTube channel to get notified when new shows go live. So, yeah, uh, you know, the Avs, of course, down players. Uh, But, you know, that's no surprise. So you, you go into this game fully aware of that aspect. It's not like any of these guys like, like Miko Rantanen who got hurt the morning of, and you don't have a lot of time to process that, you know, you're down players, significant players, Kale McCarr, Miko Rantanen, Andre Burakovsky, Val Nechuskin, the list goes on and on. Taves who hasn't played yet this year, but you're, you're down a big chunk of your production. But like I said, in yesterday's episode, you kind of have to ignore that because the guys that are out there, the guys that are on the ice have been productive and have, have kind of got you a couple wins. You're feeling pretty good about where the avalanche are going. So most of the guys there right now, and they brought in uh Kiefer Sherwood to fill that last uh, roster spot. And you felt, okay, like this is not who we typically go with clearly, but this sh- they should be able to produce. They, they've been thrust into this role enough times to know what they have to do. And for two periods, they did it. They didn't have anything to show for it in the first period. But right off the bat in the second, how many seconds was it into the second period? Uh, 32 seconds in, Logan O'Connor gets his first goal of the season. And if you're not happy for that, I don't know what you're watching because – a guy who probably puts more effort into anybody else on the team finally cracked through for him to get his first goal of the season. And things kept going right along from there. Bowen Byram got his first of two. We'll talk about the second one a little bit later. But he was by far the best player out on the ice. And you you, you don't really have to say he needed to be. Because when you have guys, you know, like Nathan McKinnon is still playing, you expect him to take that role. And I thought McKinnon played okay. There were a couple times, especially towards the end, where 
I, he tried to force a pass when the Avs had an empty net, and it was a good defensive play. I don't want to say it was a, a, a bad pass, but he kind of telegraphed it a little bit, and it was a good defensive play. It led to a shot that would have ended it in an open net, but it just skirted past the net. But I thought he did that a couple times towards the end. I thought he had a couple looks that he probably should have taken and passed it off, and the passes didn't go where they were supposed to go, and and Columbus kind of uh, gathered it and went up the ice the other direction. But overall, I thought McKinnon, you know, he played okay, but in a situation like that, I think he's got to, you know, really step it up like Bowen Byram did. Byram was unbelievable in this game. And if he's not, well, it's tough because the, you know, the Detroit Red Wings have a couple guys up there that are uh, vying for the Calder. And I know we're only into November, but this is going to be watched all year long. With that one, he was already up there. He's already probably top three, four at the most for for Calder uh, recognition. With that performance, he thrust himself into the limelight. He looked like a veteran in that game. He does not look like a rookie who's only played a handful of games. Wow. Fantastic. So that's what you want to see. You know, like his co-pilot and and Bowen Byram, or excuse me, and Kel McCarr was not there. So he's like, now I gotta now I gotta run the ship for both of us. And he did. He was spectacular. And for two periods, most of the avalanche looked good. They, they, I mean, they weren't making, they, their defense was great. Their back checking was phenomenal. They weren't giving Columbus much of anything. And I thought Johansson looked, looked good uh, in, in those first two periods. Anyway, you see what the shots on goal were. Uh, Columbus was getting their shots uh, 10 in the first 13 in the second. So, I mean, it wasn't like they were just, you know, shooting darts at Johansson, but, you know, they were getting their shot, some shots in, but in the same aspect, Avalanche were not giving them much to look at. I thought that the shots that Columbus was taking were, were low percentage shots, but then things just turned (laughs) and uh, it's a third period. We've, we've heard that so many times in the past few years with the abs is giving up third period leads. It seems to be, well, it was a problem. This is really that I can remember in the handful of games that we've had so far this year, the first one like this, that they've surrendered. And when you're up two to nothing and you give up that one goal. Okay. And then you give up the game tying one and then you give up two more. You gave up four unanswered. Like when you get to the third one, when you lose the lead, that's when you want your guns to to step up and say like, all right, we got to get this back. And, you know, you can kind of now throw Bowen Byram into that mix as one of the guys that is going to, you know, that, that you need to lean on, especially when Kale McCarr is out. Of course, you're going to lean on your Landis Goggs and, and Nathan McKinnon and even Nazem Kadri who overall played a good game except one massive, massive mistake in overtime, which, again, we will get to. 
But for the abs to come back the way that they did, you have to applaud that. Uh, two goals while the uh, while while uh, Johansson was pulled. One was a, a fantastic redirect by JT Comfer, who continues to have a fantastic start to the season, leads the team in goals. Um, a it, which the shot was from Byram, so Byram with the assist there, and then with I think it was just under a minute. Let me see the time, but it was just under or just over. But I think it was just under a minute left in the game. Just uh, yeah, it was fifty three seconds left in the game. Uh, Byron right from the point just fired it on net for the game tying goal and you are jumping for joy you have come back it, you were you were in the dumps because you've had a terrible period uh, you came back to tie it on two empty net goals well your net was empty obviously uh, so things like that fine you can forget about what happened for the last 18 minutes because now you're going into overtime at home. And the Az didn't even sustain a possession in overtime. And that's the way it seems to go for them in overtime, is they struggled to gain possession most of the time. Uh, and there's been there's been a handful of games where this has happened for the Avs in overtime, where they lose the opening puck drop in overtime and then <clears throat> can't get a can't get a possession. And uh, the the opposition has the puck for for one possession, holds it for a solid minute or two, and then gets a, a puck on net and they win. And the Avs didn't even get an opportunity. It's happened many times. So that's how it went. So let's talk about uh, the good, bad, and the ugly. And the ugly is not good. But first, let's hear from betonline.ag. We are back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season with more prop bets, odds, and lines than ever before. And BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action for this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up. And when you do, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. And it's where the game starts at betonline.ag. So take a deep breath there <laughs> because where do you start? Uh, I mean, we talked about the, the really good with Bo Byram can't talk enough about how incredible he was the good with JT Comfer keeps it rolling uh you know you had Nazem Kadri with a three-point game all assists but you talk about his mistake in overtime lost track of of who he was supposed to be defending I and I don't know if he, I don't know. I don't know if he lost track of him or if, if he was trying, if he got kind of caught in no man's land, like he wanted to make a play on the puck because it, it seemed like it was scooting away from whoever had it on Columbus. And it was maybe wanting to make a play, play on the puck and then realize maybe he's a little bit too far. And then uh, who he was supposed to be defending in uh, Jake Bean just kind of just, I mean, when you're doing when you're playing three on three, it's really easy to find open ice. 
and Bean just skated backwards far away from Kadri, and there's nobody there to pick him up. So it was a very easy pass, a very easy look on net, and Johansson just did not had you know there there was no chance for him to stop that. Well, I say there was no chance for him to stop it because he didn't like once it started going bad, it seemed like it was a struggle for him to to make the most basic stop. Um and even one he kicked into his own net. So uh it and and you know when you're playing three on three overtime, you have to be very calculated with when you're going to take a risk. And I wouldn't even call it a risk because you're gonna have to take a chance that you know is gonna go in your favor. Because if it doesn't go in your favor, you know the absolute opposite is gonna happen, which is what happened. And I, I do think that Kadri was was thinking like maybe I should go after this and maybe just had a lapse in in, in judgment. And that's all it takes. It's all it takes when you're playing three on three. Because it's a lot easier to find an open player uh, for you know uh, so, uh, for a defender who's lost his man than it is for five on five. So that was a bad play, which cost the the Avalanche the the game clearly. But then you have to talk about Curtis McDermott again, and I know people out there are slapping their heads, but I just don't know where he fits. I don't know. I don't know why you continually put him out there, even when the team is is decimated like they are right now. When you have this many players missing, I don't think that's an excuse anymore that you have to put him in to fill a role. What role is he filling? I I, I don't know the role he's filling. It, it, it is. The, the angles this guy takes on defense is like, where, where'd you learn this stuff? It is brutal. I, I, I would much rather take a prospect that you have down on the Colorado Eagles that's never stepped foot on NHL ice before and almost can guarantee you he would do a better job than what Curtis McDermott is doing. And like I said, sure, he's a nice guy. But when it comes to hockey, or at least when it comes to hockey with this team, he just doesn't fit. And I think even the – we've said like the experiment needs to be over. I think the experiment of even when the Avs – I guess when they say they have no other choice, I don't buy that anymore. You have a lot of choices. They're in the minor leagues. Go get them. Because this, this, he can't. He, I'm not saying he lost the game for them, but he's a player that's not giving you anything else to have production with. He's not lose. I, I don't want, like I said, the, the, there's a lot that lost the game for the Avs tonight. He doesn't help you win it. I'll say it that way. So, uh, and then Jonas Johansson, two good periods, two good periods. And I think that is a, a lack of experience for him 
of playing full 60 minutes. And he just needs to get a lot more. And, you know, he's, he's got enough. He's got enough where you're comfortable putting him in there. But again, while we're saying like you want your, your big players, like your bone Byram, like he did. Um, and Nathan McKinnon, who you kind of wanted him to take a little bit over a little bit more when things are going South, you look to those guys to really <clears throat> pick everybody else up and try to tie this thing up. But you also look to the goalie to just turn it around, turn it on, turn it on, stop some, some good, good shots that they have on net, like turn it around. And he couldn't do that. He couldn't do that. So I think that's where his more of his inexperience overall comes in uh, because he just he just looked defeated towards the end. So um, special teams, what's what's their uh, I know they didn't have power play goal. They were 0 for 3, 0 for 3 today. They didn't give up uh, a penalty. They, they, Blue Jackets didn't even have a power play to work with. So is that good or bad? I mean, is that like, are, are you playing? I mean, you're not. This was not a very physical game. Blue Jackets only had 13 hits to the Avalanche 15. So, and you know, there's no history between these two teams, so you don't expect that, but still it's a hockey game. Um, <clears throat> Points-wise, Kadri with the three assists, Glandeskog with two assists, O'Connor with his goal, McKinnon with an assist, JT Comfer with his goal, and then on the defensive end, the only one that scored on the defensive end was Byram with the two goals and the one assist. Uh, yeah, he was he was amazing last night. Can't say it enough. Um, so, and then there's there's one other thing we'll get to, which I like uh, the the Money Puck website, which gets into analytics a little bit. So, um, we'll talk about that. Let's get that website open. All right. Um, the expected goals, and and you know, I I I like. The expected goal stat kind of gives you a, a good idea of how well the team played and how many how many good looks that they had. And I mean, this was a five to four game, and the expected goals for the Avs was two point seven nine, and the expected goals for Columbus was two point three four. So they were expected to score two point three goals, and they scored five. That's not really what you want. It's not really what you want on either end, you know, even for uh, the Avalanche or for the Blue Jackets and Corpus Allo, the Avalanche 2.79, they scored four. So you're scoring way over what you should score. Now, what's that mean? That means goalies are, are letting in goals that they should not be. For Corpus Allo, he let in, where's the, he let in three low danger goals, one medium and no high danger goals. All the goals for, well, three out of the four goals for the avalanche were of the low danger variety. And for Johansson, when the expected goals is 2.34 and you let in five, that means you're negative save above expected. Negative 2.66 is not good. You want to be as close to zero on that as possible. For his low, medium, and high, two low danger goals, three medium. So no high danger goals. It's just, 
it was it was not a good game by either goalie. And I don't think it was a good game by Corpusalo for the entirety of the game. For Johansson, it was just the third period. And that's all it took for them. That's all it took. So um I don't know. And for the Avalanche, they they have a um it's a win probability chart. And with let's see here at 30 right around 35 minutes the avalanche had a 90 percent win probability 90 percent, and then it's just like giant steps going down after every blue jackets goal and then with about 48 minutes left it was a 10 percent chance of the avalanche winning but then it jumped back up after byram scored to 50 percent, and you're on home ice you think things are going well but then you know obviously obviously it's over but when you're 90 percent win probability more than halfway through the game and you're on home ice you have to win those games you gotta win those games you have to find a way to win them and and for a minute i think the absence were looking feeling pretty good after that tie but Overtime has just not been kind to the Avalanche for a while now. So, uh, but what you do, you collect yourself. You got a point out of it. You don't want to keep saying that. You don't want to say that a lot of times throughout the season that at least we got a point uh, because you want to start coming out on on top of those, obviously. But what do you do? You now, you know, this is. This is a one of two and you take a couple days off and you do it again. This time you're going to Ohio to do it, which uh, Columbus is, is a good home team so far this year. They're a good home team and they're playing well. They're playing well overall for the duration of the season right now. So they have a lot of confidence going in right now and the avalanche. <laughs> you don't know where their confidence is right now. It's all over the map. They were they they've looked good and then they looked bad. And I'm not just talking about for this game. I'm talking about for the season so far. So, but you you know playing this team already once, you, maybe you know what to expect. And you haven't played these guys in a long time. It's been a long time since you've uh, laced it up against Columbus. So you got this one under your belt. You kind of know what to expect. You felt good for 40 minutes, a little bit more than that. Okay, fine. We salvaged a point. Now let's go there and, you know, maybe make some adjustments. I don't know what's going on with Burakovsky. Maybe he will be back. Makar can't be. I don't think Taves will be, but he should be relatively close, maybe next week for him, if not Saturday. Uh, I don't know what's up with Rantanen. I don't know what's up with Nijuskin. Should all be relatively soon, including Franzos. So, but you can't think about when they're going to come back. You just deal with uh, what you have until they do come back. And for the Avs, yeah, you you got to go in there now. You got to go in, and now you have to take one from them. You have to take two from them. So we shall see. All right, so that will do it for today, everybody. I do believe I am going to do the crossover with Jay from Lockdown Blue Jackets for Thursday show uh, actually for Friday show 
And then I think we'll have a weekend show with Kyle and I to talk about the Saturday game. So stay tuned for all of that. But thank you, of course, for making this your first listen of the day. And definitely go check out me on Locked On NHL, where Adam from Locked On Lightning and I do this week's power rankings for the league. Uh, That's always fun to do. So go check that out. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. It's always appreciated. And uh, we'll see everyone tomorrow. Have a good one. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.